So what's been on my mind lately is that our recent ancestors were striving to just make things easier because of how difficult things were when it came to you know, getting food, staying warm, uh, and the desire to just be comfortable in general. And I feel as if they had no clue the challenges they were setting us up with and the life, the life of comfort that has been provided for our generation has actually led to terrible, terrible things. And this is the point where I wanted to just kickstart this conversation off because the three of us, uh, seem to have found some joy in purposely going and finding challenge. And we believe that it provides uh, us with a better life. And uh, today's guest is uh, Lance Enerson. Uh, and uh, I'll give him a second here to introduce himself and then we can continue on the conversation. Lance? Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Um, my name is Lance Enerson. I'm a doctor of physical therapy. Um, but I, I don't spend a lot of time in the traditional physical therapy realm. I deal mostly with you know, helping people with stress, anxiety, that sort of thing. Um, but through utilizing their bodies to do so, you know, using uh, the breath, meditation, um, these types of tools to help people to cope with the things that they are you know, going through mentally and emotionally so that they can you know, rise to the occasion, use the tools that are already built into their bodies to, to do so. And, um, and that's been something that's been super fulfilling for me. And just as, as a little bit of background on, on myself personally, rather than just professionally, um, I, I was actually born deaf and I have a birth defect in my stomach. And so, um, I was deaf for about the first year or so of my life. And, you know, anybody who knows anything about childhood development knows that means that my nervous system got wired for a very quiet world and then had surgery and stuff, got my hearing. And so sound has been one of those things that was really um, stressful, hard for me to, to deal with, especially as, as a kid. And then having you know, gut issues that made me essentially a, a litmus test for stress that anything that could possibly be interpreted as stressful would wreck me, uh, you know, at the time. And so all the stuff that I do now really is a product of me scratching my own itch to figure out like, Hey, like, why, why do I feel so, so fragile and, and unable to, to step up when I need to step up. So that's, that's where my, uh, my theories, my experience, that's where that's all coming from. You know, I've, I've been, uh, been following along with you since we met, uh, in late 2019 and, you know, just seeing the, the fact that, you know, you installed a sauna in your basement and, you know, you, you purposely like get into cold tubs, I'm guessing like almost every day. And, uh, recently you challenged, uh, a bunch of your friends to jump in the snow in their underwear and stuff like that, you know, in, uh, What's the purpose that, you know, you're hoping to get across when it comes to doing and, you know, asking those types of things of others? 
I, I, I fully believe that if we want to experience the best things in life, then we have to do hard things to get there. Uh, and that's, that's what I was thinking about as you're talking about the, the whole idea of our, our recent ancestors of, of seeking a, a life of ease for, for us. And um, I, I have a little bit different perspective on, on that. And it's that, you know, survival is not something that's been very easy for very long. Right. And, and it's the fact that we intentionally put ourselves into challenges. That's important because challenges are going to find us one way or another. Right. I mean, it's like, if, if you're not, intentionally going out and doing hard things, hard things are going to find you. That doesn't mean you're going to have to lift something heavy, but you are going to have to cope with some sort of mental or emotional, you know, maybe it's an illness, maybe it's just some sort of affliction that comes up because of, because of life. And for, for those recent ancestors, like that was their challenge, right? Survival was the challenge, making survival almost uh, a non-issue for us in, in the Western world like that was a huge challenge. And now that that's essentially been overcome for us, we have the opportunity to make a lot of choices and having that capacity to make choices and to actually leverage it and use it. I mean, that to, to me, that's amazing, right? Like we have so much agency to determine what we experience in our lives and, you know, you can sit back, you know, chill on cruise control and just take, take what comes, or you can tailor your experience because you want certain adaptations. You want certain levels of resilience for different situations. And I think that's pretty incredible. So when you when you actively search for the the challenge you know what is there a certain stimulus that you're reaching for or is it just you know have you have you gotten to a point where you've found that things just aren't hard enough if things if you get to the point where things aren't hard enough it's because you're lazy. <laughs> that's, what I, that, that's, that's what I believe. And it's not so much that you're um, not working hard or you're not doing something that isn't hard, right? You know, air quotes there, but rather you have just expanded your comfort zone to, you know, encompass something that used to be hard and is now kind of mundane. Um, actually, I saw a post the other day that I, I really like, I believe it was from the distance project. I can't remember for sure. Um, but it's basically said in what world is working on your back squat more difficult than having a, there's like a, a conversation with a loved one that you're having a conflict with something like that along those lines. And I believe a lot of the people in, in our space in, in the fitness and wellness space would be like, okay, we're going to go like, we're going to lift heavy because, and like, we're doing this to get stronger, but it's, it's going to have a bleed over effect into the rest of your life. It's going to give you more resilience, which I agree with. It's true, right? You like you, that physical stress and you being able to cope with it can make you a better person for sure. 
but there there's there's a line where it's hey i'm i'm working on this to be a better person and to where you get so deep into doing that thing that it becomes i'm doing this to be good at this rather than actually make me a better person and it's like crossfit right it's like i'm doing crossfit to be good at, am i doing it to be good at crossfit or am i doing it because i want to be able to play on the floor with my kids right there's that there's that that line to where you just you can't do the thing to be better at the thing you actually have to start doing the thing at some point does that make sense yeah absolutely that's uh you know that's the culture change that I've been working so hard. We have been working on so hard here at tried and true is, is, uh, is, you know, just making sure that the thing isn't what happens here. Mm -hmm. The thing is a, the thing is a byproduct of what happens here. And, uh, I, I mean, it's, it's our, our most recent apparel, uh, I actually had put on the back of it in pursuit of discomfort. And, and that's exactly the, the mission behind that is to challenge ourselves on a daily basis physically. And we've, we've recently implemented the, the mental component as well with uh, just a, a daily little nugget of, you know, ways to think about things, um, language changes and stuff like that. So, we can really take this physical slash mental challenge and have it allow us to face what life gives us. You know, prime example, as we walk through this world of a pandemic and, uh, you know, you know, a lot of us have witnessed uh, people fall apart. We've heard that the suicide rate has went up. Uh, we've seen businesses close but we've also seen people prosper. We've also seen businesses thrive. Uh, and we've also seen, we've also seen businesses get created out of this. And I believe the humans that are able to thrive and prosper and adapt in this environment that we've been, that has been placed upon us are the people that actively pursue challenges challenges you know it's it's much simpler to handle a punch in the face if you're getting used to punch being punched in the face you know it's that the active pursuit of what could how to, how to react, how to control your own emotions and in uh, stressful situations is going to help you so much outside of that active pursuit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And that that's, was actually one thing I wanted to touch on from you know, building off that conversation that you guys had last time around of... Um, like there's a very, there's very much a, a difference between, um, emotions and, and behavior, right? I mean, like emotions, every single emotion is an adaptive thing. Like it, it's something that like, if we're looking at this just strictly in terms of, of biology, right? Like 
we don't have emotions by chance. Like every single one of them is useful and, and it plays a role, right? It's, it's there, it's in, the, it's in the word, it's in the name, like emotion. It, it puts us into motion. It's, it's often the impetus for us beginning doing a thing, right? It, it, it's spurred by, by an, an emotion. Well, our job is, is not to avoid feeling those emotions or to avoid having them or to feel shame in having, you know, getting pissed off or, or whatever, right? It's that we regulate our behavior and point that towards an outcome or on a trajectory that is in alignment with our values, right? It's, there's nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with being angry or even like enraged, right? There definitely is something wrong if you're beating your wife or your kids, not like, it's not the same thing at all, right? And, and same thing at the other end of, of the spectrum. It's, it's okay to, to be, you know, passionless in a certain situation. It's not okay to be in that same, to have that same, um, to be passionless towards, towards your family, right? To be apathetic to what, to what happens to them. Those emotions are, are there for a reason to help us to, to, to give us a different lenses to see life through. And it's our job just to, to regulate our, our behavior according to the values that we have. Is there a point, Lance, where when you're experiencing emotions and trying to regulate your behavior, that it becomes toxic for you? Um, and to back up a little bit, like we talk a lot about doing the these hard, challenging things, is can that be more of an escape of your own, like the real challenges in your life? Are you avoiding something at that point? And then by directing your behavior um, in one way, are you taking away from something that could be helping you or are you avoiding an obstacle that's really important? I think that comes back to values again. I mean, that's something that I talk about with my clients quite a bit is, is values. You know, it's like you did this thing, you had this experience and you're, you don't feel good about what you did. You don't feel good about the way that you responded. Like, is that, in, was it in alignment with your values? And you're like, yes or no. Was it like, was it or not? And oftentimes the, the answer becomes, becomes no. And so, um, what I will often do with people who, who are falling into this category of it's like, Hey, I'm, I'm super stressed or super anxious. And I'm not like, I'm just not stepping up, not living the way that I, I want to live as, as a person. Once we've defined their values, we will work through, like, we'll, we'll have them do like the difficult thing, like, which is usually some sort of breathing thing because most people don't have cold plunge or a sauna or whatever in their house. Right. So I'll, I'll have them do some, some breathing stuff. That's, that's very apnea related, put an intention with it of like, Hey, these are the sensations that you feel when you are very anxious and you're very stressed. It's the same thing that's happening. We're going to practice being with those sensations so that you're not running away from it. So it's not a, 
hey, I'm going to go do this one hard thing so that I can not have to feel or think about doing this other hard thing. So it's not an avoidance sort of scenario. And then, you know, always relate that and wrap that back to, to their values. Hey, you did this thing. You practiced feeling this thing in this place where nothing was at risk. There was no social thing. There was no family thing, but you did it. You were okay. It was hard. You were okay. Not feeling okay. Like you're good. You can do this. And then wrapping that back to the experiences that they've had and showing them, Hey, you have the capacity to do this. You have tools already built in to do this. You were just running away from them rather than using them. And on we go. I don't know if that answers your question or not, but that's, uh, that's the, the funnel, I guess, that you just put people through. Yeah, it does. It's helpful. Um, I think what we see, especially in the gym space, um, you know, how many, how many people come to the gym to escape or to, they, they come to do a hard thing just to get away from the other hard things in their life. Mm-hmm. Is there a point where we need to confront or will training and practicing in other situations help us overcome those, those other things? I mean, there, there's, there's definitely a line. That's kind of the thing that I was referencing earlier of like you can't you can't always be practicing doing something else to be better at one thing unless until you do like you have to eventually go and do it i mean everybody's going to have their own threshold they have to figure out where the time investment you know stops being an investment and it starts being you know that you're pacifying yourself right so there's there's definitely a align there and we have to be able to we have to be able to have enough awareness within ourselves to know whether or not whether or not that investment's going to be worth it anymore and so for me that means i don't know if i would put it that Nah, whatever. I'll just go ahead and say (laughs) is that uh, is that when you start looking forward to doing the training thing more than the outcome of the other thing that you were trying to get good at, that's that's where we start to have a little bit of a problem. And maybe maybe you're just like, oh, I fell in love with fitness. This is good. I enjoy doing this. This helps me. There's nothing wrong with that. But when you would prefer fitness over, you know, spending time with your family that supposedly you were getting fit to be able to provide better for whatever, right? Then we start to have a problem. So there, get- there is a line that it's, uh, it's going to be subjective, of course, different for every person, but there's that line where you can, you can enjoy it. You can enjoy the process and look for the outcomes as well and still, um, you know, reap the, the benefits. But what you're saying is there's a, there's a point where when you're making the, the choice to 
do one thing over the other or to choose choose the um it's um it's almost like I, I can't like conceptualize this um enjoying the process a little too much will will sort of take away from the original purpose right if that makes sense yeah like, i mean we all have limited resources loves to, yeah right everybody loves to um you know lift heavy and and uh, run fast and do all these things and challenge their bodies physically we get a little obsessed at points we put our hearts a little too deep into those things um and we start to get frustrated when they don't go our way so it's no longer a challenge because it's hard it's a challenge because we have to deal with our emotions yeah yeah and i mean that's that's why i focus so much on values with the people that i work with because if you keep your values in alignment and you know what those are you it's becomes much more difficult to lose that perspective and like actually that's there there's an experiment that it's been done quite a few times for when people all they do is have them sit down and define their values they have them write down what was it these are the three or five values i think it's three values so three values of like the the values that are most important to them and then to boil it down to one and then to write about that value for 10 minutes and they, they found that that was the most impactful thing. That's the most impactful experiment that's ever been done to change the behavior of people long-term. Hmm. So like you hear about like crazy experiments, like the Stanford experiment when they, you know, some of the people were, were uh, like in jail and some people were the guards, right? Like that messed some people up, <laughs> but yeah. just writing down your values, like, they, they were able to show that, um, that that affected the outcome of people, you know, like they would do that at the beginning of, of college and stuff. Like it, it affected whether or not they graduated. It affected how happy they were like multiple years down the road just from taking 10 minutes to write about the value that matters most to them. Do you remember what that, uh, that study was referred to as? I can't remember. I can, I can look it up. I, I reference it all the time. I should, okay. I should probably, <laughs> I should <laughs> yeah, probably I'll, check the name of it. I'm definitely interested to know what, what that study was and to check it out. That's very interesting concept. And uh, it goes hand in hand into to some homework that I was given this week to uh, sit down and write for 15 minutes after going for a 45 minute walk uh, by myself without my phone and then immediately starting writing. And, you know, if I would have been tasked with that concept to write about my values, uh, that, uh, or one specific one, the one that I see as the most important, I can totally begin to understand how that could affect behavior change and start to push somebody towards actually, uh, being about what they talk about, you know, like, oh, hey, this is on paper. I can see it. That tangible uh, visual realization that I believe in these things and I haven't been living up to it. That's, that's a kick in the teeth to some people. So I can totally understand 
how effective that would be. Yeah, man. It, I, I think that's what I it does. It's for everybody, right? <laughs> Most of us have no idea what we think or what we believe. We have to take the time to define it, put it down, put it on paper. Can we back up a second, Lance? How do you, how do you with, with your clients, um, get them to, or put them in the right um, headspace to, to write down their values? Because sometimes you have to do a lot of thinking to, to write down what's important to you. And, and not everyone um, does that thinking enough and knows what's really important to them. So what's, what's some of the framework that you use to set that up? Yeah, a lot of times it's just telling them a lot of things I just told you, right? Of like, like this isn't just some woo-woo thing of like, write down your values and it's going to transform your life, right? It's, it's not that. It's, uh, it's, hey, this is going to impact the way that you live your life. And the whole reason that we're working together is because, you know, you're having a hard time with stress or anxiety, you know, that, that sort of thing. If you want a handle on that, if you want to transform the way that you're living, then you need to do this. And you need everything that you put into it is exactly what you're going to get back, back out of it. And the, depending on, you know, how, how they came to, to work with me, oftentimes this is presented in, um, you know, like a little kind of like seminar webinar sort of thing. And so they're, they're already preset to understand of like, Hey, this is something I have to pay attention to and I'm going to have homework from this. So they're kind of already preloaded to, to understand that this is coming, coming down, down the tube. Um, but for me, it's, it's really just helping them to know that the gravity and the importance of it, that it's not just a time filler and it's not some random thing. It's one of the most important things they can do. See it as, um, at least when you know, what you believe in and what what's important to you it's it's an anchor so when you are mm -hmm. struggling and you're doing the the hard thing and you're frustrated or you're dealing with the emotions you can use it as as a mantra in a way or take a few deep breaths and go back to that time you wrote about your values for 10 minutes and and it sets you in the right right space it just uh, serves as a reminder even so, even if they are not 100% accurate and, and over time values, they change and what's important changes and what your goals are change. So if you are at least in tune with how you think about these things and how you um, prepare um, for the rest of your life around these things, then it really serves a good purpose to, um, what was I reading the other day? We reading the book, uh, the four agreements, right. And there's, there's a section where it talks about how you're going to mess things up. And we talk about this all the time. Um, you're not always gonna be perfect, but you should, should do your best. You should always try your best. Um, so you make the agreement to be impeccable with your word. As long as you try your best, you're doing well enough. And you're always going to come, you know, within, within a few inches of that line of messing things up. But as long as you put the effort in, you're still living within your values. You don't have to be perfect every time. 
Um, and if you can remember yeah, that, like, stumble. okay, it's just, it's just one, it's our baby steps. Let me reset it, restart again. Like, like you go through these hard situations and we do it intentionally. Some people do it unintentionally. Um, if you can remind yourself of what's important, you have these things written down. You know, I, I have my, my values written all over the place so I can be reminded of them often and know when I'm, um, messing up or sort of measure myself up against myself. Like, am I living closer to my values than, than I was yesterday? Like, that's a really important, um, tool to have. Is there, um, a way that, that you've used to help clients gauge whether or not they are in line with those things and with those values or that, or to decide whether or not what they're pursuing is still in line with that? Uh, I think that that's for them to, to decide in terms of like, is there, are their pursuits in alignment with, with their values? Because oftentimes once values are defined, it's like, okay, this is what you believe. This is what you've written down. Is this actually true? You know, cause sometimes you got to go back to the drawing board a couple times. Sometimes like, you know what? I read this out loud, thought about it. And I don't actually believe this. This is kind of one of those. Um, I, I'm parroting back what, you know, my mentor, my parents, whatever, right. Some person that, that I respect what their values have been kind of projected on me. And so there's that once it's dialed in though of like this, Oh no, this is, this is what I believe. These are my values right now. This is, this is me. It becomes more of a conversation of now, like how, how do you feel in this, in this situation now of, okay, I did this, I did this thing. Like, what's a good example. Okay. I, I had a client not too, too long ago who, um, had a big, well, you know, didn't have a great, uh, relationship with her, with her family, like with her parents, uh, especially her mom. And then they had this big crazy thing happen, um, with her brother and she had a, another falling out with, with her, with her mom, even worse. And the conversation that I had with her afterwards is, are you proud of the way that you responded? Do you feel good about what you did and what you said? And then, you know, yes, no, what, you know, whatever the, whatever the answer is. And every single time I've never, I have not ever once had a conversation with somebody that if they were proud of the way that they felt, it was because they were acting in alignment with their values. If they weren't, if they felt uncomfortable about it, it was because they strayed from their values somewhere. And that becomes kind of like, a, like, like bumpers on a bowling alley, right? That it, it bounces you back. It keeps you in, in the lane. It keeps you headed in, in the right direction. Because if you don't have those, if you don't have that, you know, that North star of your values to guide, it becomes very, very easy to fall into the gutter.
that's an awesome reference. Your values are like the bumpers on the bowling alley, keeping you, keeping you in between, knowing that you might run into the side every once in a while, but guiding you towards being centered in the long run. Like that's. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that something else that, that goes the layers on top of this really well, um, at least in my experience and the people that I've worked with is that if somebody understands the way that their body functions when they are struggling or they're stressed or they're feeling anxiety, you know, whatever, if they understand the way that their body is functioning and what it's doing in those scenarios and they have that reference of their values, it becomes that second kind of guiding star, right? Like if you have a, if you have a single point of reference, it becomes a lot easier to fall off track. But if you have two points of reference that, you know, you can draw a line between those two, two points and that puts you on a trajectory that is much more concrete and you're much less likely to waver. So what, what I'm referring to with the whole what's happening in the body thing is that for, I'm not going to say for some reason, because it's pretty clear why like the conventional wisdom that is that you know, stress is something to be avoided and it's something that destroys your body and eats away your health and puts you in the ground earlier, right? But that's not actually true. Right. I mean, like stress has, has a spectrum and we have all these different responses. It's not just like a fight or flight thing that you, you know, you see the bear, you run away or like you're taking a nap. Right. I mean, like that's, that's kind of the, the conventional view of stress is that it's either acid or you don't have any, right. It's eating you away or, or, or you're just in bliss, but we have, so many different stress responses and I'm, I'm not, I don't want to go through all of them. I mean, I guess we can, if you wanted to, um, but uh, the, the one that I, I like to highlight or two I'd like to highlight is that there's a tendon befriend response, which is essentially like, I like to call it the mother Teresa response. It's the response to reach outside of yourself and to serve others when you are in a stressful situation, when you you have anxiety, like when you're really mentally and emotionally loaded, and like when you intentionally do that, when you intentionally reach outside of yourself, you, you change the hormonal profile of stress. And from the studies that they've done on that, it's shown, they've shown that it completely inoculates you from the, from the diseases of stress, right? So like heart disease, diabetes, you know, all, all these things that are uh, supposedly side effects of stress at, at large, that they have no, no role there. You know, they, there's no, there's no role to play. And then the, the other response is a challenge response, which I think is the one where like, I, I do pretty well at the challenge response. Not as good with the tenant befriend one personally. Right. Um, but the, the challenge response is, is similar, right? It's instead of it being something that something crazy is going on and that you're, you have that fight or flight response and you're either ready to fight or run away. You're excited to step up. You're excited to have the opportunity to 
be the person who's up to bat when the bases are loaded and everything's riding on you. And your perspective of that changes your hormonal profile again. So helping people to understand that you're going to have all of these crazy sensations, you're going to be feeling these things that are going to make you want to run away because of what's happening internally in your body. If we can reframe the way that you are interpreting those sensations and those feelings, so that you can understand that your body is leveraging resources to help you to be the best version of yourself because that's why we have stress responses in the first place. They're there to help us survive and to do good and keep you acting in accordance with your values. Like you can't lose. I mean, the only way you lose is you get hit by a car and you die, <laughs> right? Like otherwise you are acting in accordance with your values. You are moving in the trajectory that you want to move in and your body is no longer an adversary. It's there to move you in the direction that you want to move. And you're in control of, of as many of the outcomes as you possibly can be. How many, how many of these stress responses are there? You named two. Okay, so we have tend and befriend, we have challenge, we have fight or flight, and we have defeat. Defeat is the bad one. We don't want that one. Okay. <laughs> That's how you get removed from the gene pool. <laughs> is um so so would everybody sit somewhere on a spectrum around all four of those? So like we all obviously have those built in as responses to external pressure, external events. And then each person has the Everybody's ability capable to, of having them. Right. Right. But each person has you know, favors one or the other or yeah. not at all with another one. Are there some of those that are more useful in certain situations or do we all default to one of the four or two of the four? So that's where a lot of like the discomfort stuff comes in, right? I mean, we need to be able to use them all. Most people tend towards one that they are the best at or that has been most adaptive for them in the past. And so they, they got good at it, right? It's a skill. They got good at doing that thing and being that person. Um, so yet, yes, everyone will, will tend towards a certain thing, but that's why we need to be practicing and staying out of our comfort zone as much as possible. And not just in one lane of like, Oh, I'm gonna go do hard stuff at the gym, but I'm never going to have that conversation with my boss that I hate. Right. It's, we need to, we need to be flexible and be practicing all of these because if you're by yourself in the woods and you see the bear, a tenant and befriend response is not going to serve you very well. Right. You're like, Oh, I'm going to save the, what, I'm going to save the, the rabbits or something like, no, it's, and you need a fight or flight response. You need to burn the house down because it might not matter if you're, you know, your hamstring is, is bothering you a little bit. Like you have to run because you're either dead or you can deal with a little bit of a sore hamstring tomorrow, right? Mm -hmm. Like you need to be able to, to do it all. So then, and I think a good way to tie all this up is, you know, if we all, if we have 
those four responses in our tool belt. We've got to learn how to use them properly, right? And, and also understand and recognize when they're coming and when, when we need to act and when we need to change and um, do something. So the more we put ourselves into those difficult situations, the challenges, and um, the more we use um, the hard work, the easier those things will, will get to, to at least recognize. And then you know how to work around or you know how to um, go with the flow in a way, right? Because it's gonna, their emotions come on anyway. You, you, there's really no stopping unless you are very well practiced. Most people have very little control over these things. And the more you expose yourself to that and handle it well, the better your, the better your life's going to be. Yeah. I mean, it's just like anything else. If you walk into the gym for the first time and you're like, I'm going to squat 500 pounds today. <laughs> you're like, no, you <laughs> yeah, <cannot>. right. <laughs> like if, if you're even capable of getting it off the rack, you're going to be crushed in about two seconds, right? You're done. It's just like anything else. You, you expose yourself to the hard things. You go do the thing and you get better at it. And as long as you're doing it correctly, right. In accordance with your values and with an understanding of what is going on in your body, then you're going to progress. You know, you're not going to have those, uh, those times where you're just completely flooded, overwhelmed and unable to, to function. You know, that might happen in everyday life that you just kind of get like, Oh man, this is not, this is uncomfortable. This is a little bit too much. And that, and that's okay is understanding that I have a certain capacity. I can do this thing. I can do that thing. All right. I need to work here. That's okay. That's all right. So one, one last question. Uh, what, what can we do for people who are stuck and tend to avoid challenging things because they're afraid of the outcome or afraid of the the loss or the failure how can we help them um see that it's that it's okay and that they're gaining from being challenged they have to understand what they're missing out on they don't understand what could be on the other side of an experience that that could be on the other side of a difficult experience that it's more valuable than the price they had to pay, you know, the price of admission, then nothing's going to change. And the only way that they can understand that or that they can know that is if we, we help them, right? You know, maybe that's a conversation. Maybe that is you working through something with them, you know, personally, right? Like that, I use breathing things for that mm -hmm. stuff all the time. Right. I'm like, Hey, we did that thing. You felt terrible while you were doing it. Right. Yeah, I did. Like, are you dead? No, I'm not dead. Like, I'm, I'm okay. And people find out they're okay with not feeling okay in the moment that they're capable of more than they thought that they were capable of. And so that's a, uh, that's been big for a lot of the people that I've worked with.
what is your desired outcome with the discomfort lab? Uh, my desired outcome is to help as many people as possible take full responsibility for their lives because you can't, you can't change or fix things or improve things that you take, don't take responsibility for. If you're not able to respond, you know, responsibility, if you're not able to respond or have a response, then you're a victim and nobody wants to be a victim. Not really. Right. That's not, that's not the, the life that people want to live or that we're biologically wired to strive for. So I want people to be able to take as much responsibility as possible for everything that they experience, for everything that they feel and for everything that they are. And for me, that started with, with my health and I want to, to help people who are in that same sphere of where I am, where I was to help them to, to start stepping up and, and living a life that they're happy with, that they feel proud of, they feel proud of, of who they are. Love it. I feel like, yeah, I just, just solidifies asking you to get on here with us today. This is, is uh, that, that's just the mission that, you know, we're fighting the same fight, you know, uh, Matt and I have talked a great deal about taking ownership uh, and, you know, being, having integrity, stuff like that. And it's just, it's just great to be able to connect with other people who are, uh, you know, on the same mission or a similar mission, you know, uh, Lance, where can people find you at? Um, I'm most, I'm very active on, on Instagram in terms of posting content and things there, little helpful nuggets. Uh, my Instagram handle is dr.lance.enerson. Um, I don't even know. What is it? Lance Enerson <laughs> underscore DPT. <laughs> you know, we'll like find you never, it and I'll tag you in the show. You never, <laughs> you never look at your own name. Um, and then the discomfortlab.com is um, my blog. That's where all of my articles are posted. And if you want to follow along with, with those things, I have a, a newsletter that comes out every week that has a podcast, a meditation, you know, helpful video nuggets on breathing and, you know, challenges for you to be able to step up every week. So if that is something that you, know, you want in your life, if you want a whole bunch of really great free value <laughs> of how to take responsibility for yourself, that, uh, that newsletter is a, a good place to start. And that you can sign up for that on my Instagram, the link in my bio. And I'll, uh, <clears throat> I'll back that and say that listening to Lance's podcast is the reason that I wanted this conversation to happen. And just to confirm, it is Dr. Dr. Period Lance period Enerson underscore DPT on Instagram. Wow. That sounds super long when you read that loud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks guys. I appreciate you having me on here. Absolutely. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks Lance. Appreciate it. We'll talk soon again. If you loved this podcast, then share it. 
tell all your friends, hit the copy button, copy the link, choose five friends in your contact list on your phone and send it out. Let them know what they can expect from it too, because we are on a mission here to change the world and we want to help as many people as possible. So if you know anyone who can benefit from hearing what we have to say or what our guests have to say, then send it over. It's not going to do them any good if they don't hear it. Another way you can support us and support the podcast is really simply go on to Apple or go on to Spotify and rate the thing. Give us a five-star review. Write us a little note. Let us know how we're doing. Shoot us a DM on Instagram. Whatever it takes, let us know so we know that we're on the right track. And we know that we're providing content that is actually relevant to what you are needing and what you are looking for. And if it's not, hey, maybe we can help. So do your job. Thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate it.